0: Many families don't see the importance of attending Mass every Sunday. How do we pull them in, make them feel welcome, and keep them coming back? I'm your host, Edward Herrera, and we're talking about creative ways to get more minivans to Mass. Today, we're here with Katie Torrey, who is relatively new uh, in the Department of Evangelization uh, here at the Archdiocese. Uh, One of my favorite things uh, on probably the first or second day when I met Katie, she saw me at the uh, (laughs) coffee machine and I was getting coffee with my mug um, and uh, she said, oh, the office. And she's the first person at the diocese that got the office reference uh, yeah. with the mug. If you can't see the mug, uh, it's a um, reference to when Kelly hosted a party and everyone got a mug with their face on it. But Jim and, and Dwight. Dwight did not right. go to the party. so right. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. I don't today. know if
1: it's good or bad that I was the only one who knew, yeah. but there you <laughs> go.
0: Um well so we're happy to be here with you today. I I know that also when I first started at the Diocese, uh, I met with you and you told me some of the really amazing stuff that you were doing at your parish. Okay. And so that's really what I wanted to talk with you a little bit about today, some of what you were doing there and maybe how other parishes uh can can think about that in in the ways that they're engaging Families, And so maybe if we could just start out to back it up a little bit, to share a little bit of your experiences and your background, and then we can kind of enter a little bit more into a conversation, what you were doing there at the parish.
1: Okay, sure, sure. Well, my my, um, background's in education. I was a teacher before I became a DRE, middle school teacher. And um, at St. Jane Francis, the first about six years I was there, I was there about eight years altogether. The first six years, we did a typical weekly drop off religious education. But we got to a point where we realized we just needed something more than that, that that sort of model wasn't giving us what we hoped it would people who were engaged and loved their faith and returning and practicing. And so um, we looked into a family model of formation and there are more and more of them out there, which I'm really happy about. Um, So the one that we used comes out of um, Ham Lake, Minnesota, north of Minneapolis called familyformation.net. And that particular model um, meets uh, the the families come together once a month. Um, and, And the way we did it at St. James was we came together, we had, snacks you know sugar up the kids right before we send them off to class (laughs) (laughs) teachers love that so so we would have snacks and just some family time together and then the kids would go off to their age group classes the adults would stay in the hall and we brought in speakers for the adults on different topics so everyone had the same topic each time we met so the kids might be off at class learning about the trinity and the adults would have an adult presentation on the trinity and then um each family was given a packet of things to take home for the rest of the month to work on at home.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: And some families embraced it, you know, really well and just loved it and saw the value of it. Some wow. were a little hesitant, but God bless them; they trusted me and and stayed with us and and um, were willing to give it a shot.
0: Wonderful. So, yeah. Yeah, because it was it was interesting. I feel like, and even when I was at a parish. Uh, a few years ago, one of the things that I think, because um, really what we're talking about is how do we engage the whole family? Like how do we meet uh, the whole family as opposed to kind of trying to catechize parents and trying to catechize children and trying sure. to catechize teenagers. And, yeah, um, and yeah. as opposed to really seeing uh, the family as a grouping of individuals, instead seeing them really as a family and, and meeting the needs of that family. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I just, uh, that th- th- I was just so struck by the way you were doing these things, because, uh, one of the things I encounter a lot when I'm talking with parishes is they say, you know, how, um, the, the usually the first step is, Okay, we're going to offer religious ed, just kind of normal religious ed. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to maybe have coffee and donuts during religious ed and get someone to come in who's a great speaker, but going to talk on a separate topic to parents. Um, You know, and so it's like this that first step of realizing we've got to engage the parents more. And so how do we um, engage the parents more so they have them kind of doing something else? Can you share maybe some steps along the way that you guys took um, to really be able to engage the parents in this way that you were able to?
1: Yeah, and I think what you're getting at is engaging the family together as a family. Yeah. as opposed to the high schoolers are learning one thing here and the kids are learning something different here and the parents are hearing a talk on something different here yeah. but there's no real connection Absolutely. there. And so yeah. um and and, you, and I'm not sure how tremendously successful we were sure. leading up to this because we did try some family yeah. activities like a lenten um, a Lenten activity for families and Advent, Advent wreath making, which lots of parishes do and do really beautifully. And we had an okay turnout. Um, and I talked to people as we prepared to do this. Um, I talked to maybe a dozen or so DREs around the country who had made this switch. Okay. Um, and, and they did different things depending on their parish and their needs. Some places sort of came at it slowly, like, you know, year one, we'll have just families with first and second graders do the family model. Then each year maybe we'll add another grade. And that worked really well for them. We found we just had to rip the Band-Aid off (laughs) and just jump into it and switch from one to the other. And and
0: Um, how, yeah, I mean, how do you feel a parish uh, uh, can assess that a little bit more? You know, like if you're thinking about, okay, we've got to engage, like you're recognizing we've got to engage families more as families and trying to say well how do we know whether we need to just rip the band-aid off and Mm -hmm. kind of go Mm -hmm. all in or if you know we should kind of take some gradual steps yeah yeah
1: and obviously you know some of it's the pastor and what he wants yeah but i think too just looking at the parish and if you if you have a parish where you've got family activities that are going on you know, a lot of times based around the liturgical year, sure. right? Um, and, and families are already engaged in doing those things and they're coming. Yeah. Then maybe you'd, you'd say, well, we'll take it a little slowly because they're already coming and they're open. Right. Um. But, you know, at St. James, we just, there weren't a lot of people taking advantage of those things at that point. Gotcha. And so we thought, let's just go ahead and jump in the deep end and you know, let the chips fall where they may um, because we weren't having a lot of success. So, you know, I think it it just kind of looking at what you are doing, how are the families engaging, what are they looking for yeah, and and going from there.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, with a couple of different constituencies, when you're trying to sell this, you know, sell it, so to speak, um, what advice would you give if you're a DRE, uh, or you know an evangelization director, whatever that role they have put you in, and and you're responsible for this aspect of formation. Um, how would you approach the pastor if you say, you know, I really think this is something we need to do? Uh, how would you uh, speak into that reality with the pastor?
1: Um, pray first, as in all things, right? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think just being being aware of of your parish, of your families, what's happening. Um, because the pastor might see things that I didn't, and I might see things that he didn't. Um, and to be able to have a conversation from a point of view of here's what I'm seeing, you know, families, we assume always want the best for their kids. We want the best for the families. How can we serve them differently? And, and what's been the outcome of what we've been doing in all good and all desire for the best. Has it given us? the the, hate to say end product because people aren't products, but has it given us the 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 Catholics, the committed faithful Catholics we want? And if not, what can we look at that might do that? And then I was able to put the pastor in touch with a couple of pastors who had embraced this model. Mm -hmm. So he was able to talk to a couple of pastors. That's when he kind of got ex- as excited as he could get he's a very laid back guy but <laughs> but that was the that was what helped him the most was talking to the other pastors okay. and hearing from them that this really did work and they saw a difference in their parish not okay. overnight we can't expect there's no silver bullet right but hearing from the other pastors yeah. once once we had talked about it and prayed about it for a while the other pastors really helped him be on board
0: okay and how like if there's really a um and I don't know the the staffing structure at, at your parish. Uh, but if you have different constituencies, how might uh, you approach it with, say, working with your youth minister or working with um, kind of different um, to really see if we're looking at the family, how to address those those needs? So how did you try to. Uh, uh, do it from that perspective. Yeah. Too.
1: And, and I, I was very blessed at, at St. Jane's, the youth minister was completely wholeheartedly on board for what we were doing, Wonderful. could see the vision of helping the families. Yeah. So, and and we had a great working relationship anyway. And so we were able to work together where she would have um, teenagers who might want to be aides in the program so they can come in and Wonderful. see and be part of it. Um, the family net that we used, um, one of their recommendations was have a, to have a saintly visitor every month, okay. a saint of the <laughs> day who would come around to all the classrooms. And so we had high schoolers who would dress up as saints and oh, visit cool. some of the younger kids' classrooms. Nice. Um, so they, they really, and they loved doing it. And I had catechists who said, could I have that teenager back next time, yeah. that they really worked well together. Yeah. And so she kind of arranged her schedule so that her confirmation prep was happening at the same time. The high school volunteers could help us at that time um, so that parents who had younger kids and confirmation kids were all coming at the same time. I think yeah. we have to be respectful of their time. Right. And then we finished in time to all go to mass together. Nice. Um, so we really did engage or offer the possibility of engagement to yeah. the whole family on yeah. that morning.
0: No, and that's great. And the other thing is, I remember at our parish, uh, sometimes what would happen is Uh, And I mean, it was kind of tragic, right, that the parents would uh, drop their kids off uh, for religious ed, um, go to uh, the first half of the mass, then walk across uh, the parking lot and pick them, their kids up before communion, which it was just kind of. uh, Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Right. Why have we scheduled it this way? So I know a lot of times just making. Uh, making it all work together with schedules is a very important piece of it. too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we did. I mean, religious ed prior to that didn't start till 945, I think, which meant parents were dropping their kids and then going to mass without their children if they went to 10 o'clock mass. Um, So we did have to bump everything significantly earlier in the morning so that we finished in time for 10 o'clock mass. But it was only once a month that they came and did that. Gotcha. So, so again, we want to respect their time and their Sunday mornings. And I know we treasured our Sunday mornings when our kids were younger. So we yeah. just want to make sure that we can make it work together and still by 11, they were finished with mass and they could go on with their day. Right. Right. And, but that's just the way it worked out in our parish. Everyone's got a, you know, they, they have their own mass times and some people do evenings.
0: So, yeah, you know, whatever. It's just works. figuring out what works for the parish community. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the other question. And this is one that I know is a little bit tricky uh, with it. I mean, we're talking about the pastor, we're talking about uh, other staff members, and kind of all working together, catechist. Yep. Uh, the the other key constituency is parents, you know, and I think a lot of times uh, there's uh, you know, even if we don't say it, there's kind of this feeling and I'm, I do a lot with marriage prep. So it's like the couple's the problem. Right. You don't want to say that. But sometimes you feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because of of past wounds or what have you. And sometimes with the parents, uh, there can be an attitude of, oh, well, if they just got what we were trying to do here or something like that. And I think that we need to kind of, uh, um, re- you know, shift our thinking. because exactly. That's not Christ's thinking. Exactly. But at the same time, um, how can we share the vision with them and uh, really cast a vision to them that uh, makes them see or helps them to see why the way in which we're trying to do it uh, supports them as parents to their children. Sure, Sure.
1: Yeah. And I think and I think presenting that vision is key. What is it that the church sees for families? What is it that we hope for families to have? Um, And so for several years leading up to it, whenever we would have parent meetings, I always made sure that I stress, you know, you're the first and primary educators of your children, not the only ones necessarily. But, you know, by virtue of marriage and baptism, that's your call. That's what God will give you the grace to do if you ask. So just sort of making sure that they understood that and no matter how many times a kid says, I hate you, when I'm grown up, I'm going to do everything different, for better or for worse, we become our parents, you know, in a lot of ways. And so they can say, my kid won't listen to me, whatever, but really they will. Yeah. You know, they they are watching every single thing we do, yeah, for better or for worse, again. And so just reminding parents repeatedly, whether it was sacrament prep or religious ed or, or anything we did, you're the primary educators, you're the primary models in their yeah. lives, um, so we did a lot of that leading up to it. And then even specifically when we presented the program, just what is the church's vision for families and how fragmented people are? You run into sports and school and, and good, good activities. Yeah. But how can as a church and as a parish, how can we sort of put a, a temporary hold on that for a time yeah. and give them a moment or an hour or whatever it is? That they can come and be a family together. Because yeah. I think if anywhere it's going to start, it's got to be the church. I think we have a responsibility to see what's happening and offer them things that they can do as a family. Yeah. If we have that vision, let's 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 do that. Let's give it to them.
0: And do you have any? Uh, as you were doing that, did you see some parents' parents kind of response of feeling more equipped to be able to do that? I know that sometimes something that uh can be fearful for parents you know where it's like i don't uh you know i i don't know the answers to these questions and stuff like that like do you see did, did you see in parents that there was a growing sense of no i can i can do this and we're gonna try to find it out together or some of this sort of stuff when you approached it from this perspective. We did
1: sometimes. And I think that was God's little blessing on what we were doing, you know, but I had, I had some parents who would come and say, I I went to 12 years of Catholic school or I went to 12 years of religious ed. How come I didn't learn these things then? And, and my answer was, well, I don't know, but I'm glad you're learning them now. And we should be learning all our lives. That's part of the point of this is that we can't think I finished at a certain point. We have a 2000 year history that's beautiful and rich and we should always be learning. So, so there were some parents who were sort of like, why didn't I learn this before? And then I remember one family, um, really embraced it and sent me a photo of this little home altar. They had set up in their living room, you know, crucifix and a Bible and the liturgical, you know, color clause for different seasons, which was one of the ideas we had passed along to families. Um, and, and she said their boys who were kindergarten and second or third grade at the time, at night would say, we didn't do our prayers. Well, let's stop here and say our prayers yeah, before yeah. we go to bed. And I was like, ah, you know, so even if that was only one family who sent me the picture and told me they were doing that, yeah. I have to think other families were starting to have little movements that maybe they weren't ready to share yet or something like that. So, yeah. So yeah. we did see some fruit, which was really a blessing. Awesome. To, awesome. to see that that was happening.
0: The, um, and I know when you were doing, uh, as I recall, when you were doing your graduate studies, this was part of your uh, final project was investigating oh, some of this. And I just yeah, wonder, how you know that? <laughs> I, well, I have good memory. Um, so I, around, so. I, I wanted to uh, to ask you, uh, it, it, it was part of that kind of uh, looking at other parishes around the United States? Do you have a sense of some of what are the, uh, like is it i guess put it put it this way is this one of the best practices that we're finding around the country and uh and and why i mean what what's some of the trends that you saw yeah. in, in some of your yeah. research
1: um I, I i hesitate to say best practice because i don't know there could be parishes out there who were tremendously successful doing, doing whatever different. they're yeah. doing there are some parishes that are starting to do summer academies where they do summertime things with, that are more focused on catechesis and then family activities around the year. So nice. there's all kinds of great things happening. Um, but yeah, I which would is go. A good, it I is. mean, it's a good place to be, right? It's, where we're seeing yeah, lots we, of. And yeah. We, and even at the Mid-Atlantic Congress um, in Baltimore, more and more presentations now have to do with family formation, yeah. which I'm thrilled to see. Um, so, So yeah, I don't know if I'd say best practice, but I think as I spoke to people, and there's lots of ways to do it. We just had the one where we met once a month and then they took their packets home. Yeah. There are different models out there. Um, where they meet twice a month. Once might be parents for their formation. Yeah. Once might be where the kids and parents stay together. So there's lots of things happening. Um, so I just think I just think for parishes to be open and see what's yeah. out there. And I'm trying to gather resources now as more parents ask and yeah. are looking for things. Um, but I was able to go to the church in Minnesota that started this, this one particular program. And they started it 30 years ago. So they're on their second generation now wow. of families who are doing this Um, and they invite folks once a year to come and see it. And so I was able to go on a morning when they had their formation and they had some of the parents share with us their, their experiences. And, and they, they varied from, you know, my husband did this as a child and now we're doing this with our family because he was here to the, to the single mom who said, I came into it with my arms folded thinking, how am I ever going to be able to do this? Yeah. But they worked with me and we made it work for our family. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's key is just for us to see every family as, as unique and wonderful and how, how best can we serve them.
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about this. I'm glad to talk about this. Uh, I'm yeah. glad
1: more people are talking about this. Yeah. And I think it's, I think we're going to see more of I think St. James won't be an anomaly for too much longer. I think more and more people yeah. are going to embrace variations of this
0: yeah and if our parishes uh here in the diocese want to talk with you about what you did uh at saint jane francis or what uh kind of some of these other resources that you're trying to curate right now uh, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Um, they can They can call. They can email me.
0: And what's your email? It's
1: katie.tory, T-O-R-R-E-Y, katie.tory at archbalt.org. Okay. It's also on the Archbalt website. So if you go on the website, you'll find it. Um, but yeah, I'd love to sit and chat and hear if somebody's just nervously thinking about it. And they're yeah. a couple of years away from implementing. That's great. Lay the groundwork. Yeah. Um, if you're ready to jump in and and I'm looking into other materials I don't want to only know about the one that we did Wonderful. Um, and I think more and more are going to start to appear so I think we're really heading into a great time to be doing absolutely. this yeah.
0: absolutely yeah. praise God well thank you so much for your thank time you. today it's been fun. And, uh, and enjoy your coffee yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <awesome. laughs> all right thank you Katie
1: you're welcome take care minivans to mass is hosted by Edward Herrera To listen to more episodes and share your ideas about getting more minivans to mass, visit www.archbalt.org forward slash minivans. Special thanks to Jay Lampart for the editing help, Jack Raybould for the animation in our video, and Catherine Amon
0: for the artwork. This has been a production of the Archdiocese of Baltimore.